This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Praise the Lord. Amen. Somebody say, the Lord, the Lord is good. And His mercy, and his mercy is, on my life. is on my life. Amen. Well, praise God. Um, the Lord is good. How many people are having a good fast? We started our fast last Sunday. And uh, I know, uh, you know, I, I'm getting some reports back and I'm, I'm hearing some struggling reports. <laughs> and uh, that some of us are struggling in the fast. Now, you may not, you may not been here Sunday or even realize that we're having a 21-day fast here at Sea Life Church. But um, we're believing that God's going to move. Amen. And do some things. And uh, I believe that faith and, and action go hand in hand. Yeah. Amen. You, if you have faith, you have to have action. Yeah. Amen. You can, you can have a lot of lip service, but you've got to have some action to go with our words. Amen. So, so faith and, and corresponding action go hand in hand. And so we're believing, and we know this, that in our study of fasting, that um, Jesus said, you know, they asked Jesus... Um, why wasn't his disciples fasting like John's disciples? And Jesus said they don't need to fast because he was with them. Amen. And but he said there's going to be a day that that I'm not going to be with you in in the physical realm. And uh, but in that day you will fast. So that tells me that we need to fasting really brings us into a place where we're leaning more on God and less on the world. And I don't know about you, but this fight, this struggle that we have as Christians is a struggle of us leaning on our own ability. Amen. Don't we have a struggle of leaning on what's, what we know is right? And we have that struggle of really sometimes trusting God. Anybody ever have a struggle in trusting God out here when, when, when you're praying and you're believing God's going to do some things and you're not seeing things move? Can somebody say process? I, you know, God's been showing me this, that, that, that life, uh, the faith walk is a process. And so God wants us, he, he, he has us in a, you know, it took 30 years for Jesus to be on this planet before he started preaching. You know, Jesus, I think, wanted to start preaching at 12. When he, remember when he, when, when he was teaching the, the, the Pharisees, the Bible, and he was all about his father's business. But it took 30 years, 30 years, can somebody say 30 years, 30 years, for Jesus to finally get out there, amen? So, so, so you, may been wait, you, you may be praying and you may say, Pastor, I've been waiting for like a year. That, that's not that long of a time, amen? amen? 30 years, amen? And so as I study this out, I find that there's a process in, in a lot of the, the uh, patriarchs, the people in the Old Testament, there was a process for the promise to come about. And so in that process, God makes us. Amen. And so, you know, we, we need to get a revelation of, of God. And we, we know that, that uh, the three disciplines that I talked about in the first session is that, um, that Jesus talked about in, in Matthew 6 is that these three things that Christians should be doing, we should be praying. How, how many, do, we any, do we have any praying Christians in here? Yeah. And praying means that, that you, you know, I pray, I pray every day for blessings. I'm praying God will bless me 
that's okay to pray every day that God will bless you. Amen. Why? So you can be a blessing. See, if you're not blessed, how can you bless other people? And so God wants us to be in a position so that we can be a blessing. Somebody say blessed to be a blessing. So it's okay to ask God for blessings. Amen. It's okay for God to bless you. Amen. God, do you, let me give you a secret. God wants to bless you. At Jesus looked for ways. If you ever study out Jesus, you'll find that he looked for ways to bless people. He went around teaching about the kingdom of God, healing and delivering people and sending people for. He was looking for ways to bless people. And Jesus is the exact expression of God on the earth. So what is God trying to do? He's trying to get a blessing to us. You believe that? He's trying to get a blessing to you. You got you got to get a right understanding of who God is. Some people think God is a taker, but God's not a taker. He's a giver. That's why some people are afraid to go to church. They think God wants to take something from them. No, God wants to give you something. I don't want to go to church. They might try to, you may have to hold on to your wallet when you walk into the doors, right? Because God may want my money. No, God wants your heart. And if he has your heart, then your treasure, whatever your treasure is, will, will, will be given to God. Do you believe that today? So today I'm, I'm talking to you about fasting and, and our second session was fasting for breakthrough. And how many people, you know, are believing God for a breakthrough in the house today? I mean, I, I, I think we all should be believing God for something and we shouldn't just be settling in our faith. In other words, our faith should continue to go higher and higher. And every year I want I want my faith to grow. Amen. So we need to be believing God. Somebody say, believe God, believe God. for more. Yes. So why? Again, so you can be a blessing. The more you have, the more you can give away, the more you can bless. Amen. For you not to want anything more is a kind of a selfish thing. No, we want more so we can be a blessing. So, so, so a breakthrough. God, God wants you to have a breakthrough. And when you fast and pray, I believe that opens the, the power of God. And that, that power can come into our lives and set some of us free. Amen. Some of us need, might need some, some anointing. You know, that's another word for power. It's the anointing of God. It's, I, I like what some say. It's the yoke destroying, burden removing power of God. And when you get in God's presence, that power of God can set you free, can set your children free. Can, are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And so, I, you know what? I'm contending for the faith. Anybody contending for the faith in here? That's why you're fasting. You're contending to walk in greater faith. Glory to God. And then last week we talked about fasting for healing. And we know that, that there even science is telling us that when you fast, it's good for your body. Because we take, we eat a lot of junk. Any, anybody like junk in here? Amen. We love to eat those pies and cakes and donuts and all that. And that stuff gets into our body. And sometimes we just need a fast. You know, you know, the Bible says that you are the temple of the Holy Ghost. Yeah, and the Bible says glorify God in your what? Bodies, right? So we, we need, we, you know, it, we, we, we need to have healthy bodies. And so fasting will actually will put you in a position, even physical, even science is telling us it's very healthy for you to fast. Amen. And so hopefully you're getting rid of the sugars. Amen. Because sugar... They're, they're, they're telling us that sugar's in everything, and sugar feeds cancer. 
So we don't want to be eating all the pies and the cakes and all that in here. Amen. I know Delta's here this morning. Good having you out here, Delta. And, and, and he's, he's cut. He's ripped. And I said, I said, Delta, what do you eat? He said, I don't eat dessert. I said, that's the reason why he's all cut and buff. Because he, he says he doesn't like sugar. He didn't grow up on it. And uh, you know what I'm talking about? But uh, I'm just putting one in for Delta. Amen. Delta Force. Amen. And, uh, and so if we get rid of the sugars, amen, we get rid of some of that stuff and start putting healthy stuff in our bodies, I'm telling you, we're going to feel better. Amen. amen. God wants us to have healthy bodies. Amen. We should be an example to the world. Christians should not be the sick ones. No, we should be healthy. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? God wants to show us off. We should be wealthy. Whoa. Yes, we should be wealthy. Yes. In other words, we should have more than enough to meet every need that we have and then have some to give away again. Amen. So today I'm going to talk to you about fasting for a God encounter. In other words, fasting for vision. And I think sometimes, you know, we get in this walk and we get saved and we forget why we're here. We forget why we're saved and, and, and we, 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 we even sometimes forget who God is. And when you're not walking with God like you need to, we can almost forget that we're Christians. And we need to get a revelation of God. There's many, there's some people, even some of my relatives that used to go to church, but they don't go to church anymore. And they grew up, some, you know, some of my nieces and, uh, and nephews, they, they grew up in church, but they're not in church anymore. And, 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 and I think what it is, is they, they got a lot of knowledge of God, but they didn't get a revelation of God. And I, I don't know about you, but, you know, I, I know we don't walk by feelings. We walk by faith. But I want a God encounter. Amen. I want a God encounter when I come here on Sunday morning. I want God to touch me. Yeah. I, I want to feel God. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes we just have head knowledge and just head knowledge will dry us up. Just having the knowledge of God. It's good to have knowledge, but I want to have experience with God. And so we need to get some experience with God. Like, like when I got saved, you know, my story, you know, that I got saved uh, uh, on a Sunday night um, uh, back in 1986 and I remember when I got water baptized the same night and I came out, I had God touch me and the love of God flooded over me. And I felt the presence of God and I felt brand new. And you, know, you don't have to have that, but it's good to have it. Amen. And sometimes if you're like, I'm not feeling God, maybe you might need a fast and get close to God. Because the Bible says if you draw near to God, what will God do? Run from you? No, no, he won't run from you. He will draw near to you. So if you draw near to God, he will draw near to you. And I'm going to say this. More of God is a good thing. Can I say it again? More of God is a good thing. Why? Because God is peace. God is joy. God is love. I need all those ingredients in my life. I need more peace. I need more joy. I need more of God's love. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? And some of us are lacking some of that. Is anybody short on some joy in the house today? Is is anybody short on some love? I mean, you're you're, you're losing it at all the wrong times. You know what I'm talking about? Is anybody short of some peace? No, Matt, you see, this year I want to, I don't want to get upset, you know, with little things that are happening. In other words, I don't want to sweat the small stuff. 
I want to be in peace regardless of what's going on in my life or what's going on. Amen? And so, so when you walk, start walking in God and walking in the Spirit, you're going to walk in the fruit of the Spirit and you're going to sense His presence. And it doesn't matter what the devil's trying to unleash against you. You're going to walk in peace and walk right through that storm into the promised land. Do you believe that today? So we're talking about vision and we got to get a revelation of God. Somebody say, get a revelation of God. Amen. See, I'm getting you guys to preach. I'm trying to get you guys to preach a little bit, wakes you up a little bit. But look at Proverbs 29, 18. This is very good. I love this. It's in Proverbs 29, 18. This is King James Version. It says, where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keeps the law, happy is he. So I, I, that, that's good. Uh, I like where it says in another translation where there's no, prove, no where there's no prophetic vision of God, the people go astray. In other words, we got to get a prophetic vision of God. We got we got to wake up to the reality of God uh, in our life. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? We got to get a revelation that God is with us. Just the other day, I was getting a revelation that God is in me. And, you know, and, and sometimes when you wake up and you and you wake up and you look in the mirror and you haven't showered yet and you're like trying to brush your teeth and you look really messed up. Anybody ever look messed up in the morning? Are, are, you, are you here? I mean, you're looking and you think, God live in this thing? You know, you know, I mean, your hair is all out like this and, you know, and you're trying to brush your teeth and you're trying to wake up and, and you think, can God live in this? Yes, God, the hope of glory can live in you. And I'm going to say this, God, listen, if it wasn't for God, you wouldn't be as beautiful as you are right now. Because God beautifies us. I'm going to say that. God beautifies us. I was, uh, I, I was talking to somebody that, that was born the same year that I was this week. And, he, and uh, I, you know, I don't want to judge, but he looked a little rough. But uh, he was born the same year. And, he looked, and I said, I was, I'm born the same year. He says, you look good. And I said, thank you. You know, he said, you look good for, for your age, you know. And I said, thank you, because my youth is renewed like the eagles. Amen. Amen. I, I don't get old, older. I get better with age. Amen. In other words, in other words, the longer you are in God, the, I really believe the better you look. Amen. Why? Because you don't you're not you don't have to stress out like the world stresses out because stress will make you old. You hear what I'm saying? You don't, you don't have to worry like the world worries. Why? Because we cast our cares on the Lord. Amen. God will help us. God will help you. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, God. No, don't do that. No, I'm kidding. God may not help that person. No, no. God can help you. Amen. And he's here to help us. Amen. Let's look at Proverbs uh, 29, 18 again. The message. It says, if people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what he reveals, they are most blessed. So we got to get a revelation. And I'm talking about uh, getting a prophetic vision this morning. And we got to get a revelation. See, you need to get a revelation that God wants you blessed in the area of finances. The Bible says, you know, there's a place in the Bible that says, oh, oh, no man, anything but to love them. So you should have a vision of being debt free. Amen. In other words, in other words, have, could you imagine, just imagine for a second, everything paid off, your house paid off. How, how free would you be? 
Amen. How free would that be? Your car's being paid off. You know, your credit card's being paid off. Could you imagine how free you could be? You could say, yeah, I could take more trips, you know, more trips to Hawaii. Amen. But listen, but God wants you, God wants you blessed. And so we need to get a vision of debt freedom and we need to get a vision. And, there, and also Jesus died so that we could be healthy. So, so we need to have a vision that we're going to walk in better health this year. Amen. We need, we need to be moving towards these things. Having, these are just simple visions. But God also wants to show you something prophetic that you can move into that, that will revolutionize not only your life, but people's lives all around you. Amen. And so we're talking about vision this morning and, and, and dreams. And, uh, and we need that God encounter. Uh, first of all, dreams are languages of God. In other words, God communicates lots of times to us through dreams and vision. Has anybody ever had a dream from God in the house today? Amen. Have you ever had a vision? Has God ever showed you anything? God, you know, God is still working through dreams and visions. It's not passed away. God still can communicate to you through visions and dreams. Amen. Somebody say, I believe that. Now, if you don't believe that, maybe God won't work with you through visions and dreams. But you've got to believe that God. See, see, my Bible says that God is the same. Yesterday, today, and forever. So he's not changing, amen? So he's the same. He, if he gave visions and dreams in, in, in the people of the Bible, uh, in the Old Testament and the New Testament, he's still doing that today. So we need to get a revelation that, that God, God gives dreams and visions. Look at Acts 2.17. This is a good... Um, uh, uh, you, could, you could probably stand on this for your children and for, your, for God to touch your children's life. I, how many people need God to touch your children? Amen. <laughs> Amen. I'm telling you, and my, I want God to touch my nephews and nieces because, you know, they grew up and, and, and going to, you know, and then now they're out of church, but they're coming back in. Amen. Somebody say they're coming back in. Coming back in. See, see, the devil has a plan for us. And, and, and all that plan is destruction, but God has a plan for us. And when we get the heavenly plan of God, not only in our life, but for the lives of others, we're going to move forward in our belief system. And when we're believing that God can do something, God can move. Yes. See, God moves on your belief. Yes. We got to believe. Somebody say, I believe. I believe. So we got to believe that God can do something. In Acts 2.17, it says this, it shall come to pass... In the last days, says God. Do you think we're in the last days? Yes. I, mean, do you, I mean, it's not getting any better out here in the world. It's not. We are in. I, I have, would have to say we're in the last of the last days. In other words, I believe this, that Jesus could come any moment. In other words, we're in a place right now where Jesus could come pick up the church. I know some people, you know, don't believe in, in, in the rapture of the church, but I believe in it. Glory to God. Some may say, you just an escapist. That's right. I'm going to escape all the trash down here. Amen. I believe Jesus is coming back, not for a broken down bride, a beat up bride, a busted and a bride with, with, with a black eye and a bloody nose. No, Jesus is coming back for a, for a bride without spot or wrinkle, full of love and faith, doing the works of Jesus. In, in other words, Jesus is coming back for a beautiful bride. 
Amen. And you know, he's making us into that beautiful bride. Amen. That's why you're coming out on Sunday mornings, because you're getting washed with the water of the word of God. And you're becoming more beautified every Sunday, every Tuesday, every time you get in God's presence. He beautifies us. Glory to God. You don't need a makeover. You just need the presence of God to be on your life. Remember Moses? He was up on the mountain. And you know what? He was in God's presence. And the Bible says his face glowed and shined. He had to put a veil over his face because it was so shiny. Because I'm telling you, he was lit up like a Christmas tree. And that's the way God wants us to be. He wants us to get up. He wants us to be excited about life, excited about this year, excited about what any excited people out here today. I'm excited because what? Because things are changing. I'm telling you, God can do the impossible. And it says, it shall come to pass in the last days that I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. Hallelujah. So I'm believing that I'm going to see some visions. I'm not, I'm not claiming myself to be an old man. (laughs) Old men will dream dreams, right? Young men will see visions. I'm still young. Amen. Thank you for a couple amens out there. I'm, I'm still, I got some gray feathered in there, but I, I'm believing to see. How many people are believing to see some godly visions out here? Glory to God. God can give you a vision that can change, that can wreck you in a good way. In other words, it can change your life. I don't know about you, but I need a perspective change. I don't want I just don't want to go in life the same old, same old. I want change in my life. Amen. And it says your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. You need to stand on that and this fast that God's going to, that his spirit's going to be poured out on your children and that God's going to give them dreams and visions and turn them into the right direction. Can you believe God for that? I believe that, believe that say, according to Acts 2, 17, Father God, I'm believing you're pouring out your spirit on my children, on my relatives, and they're going to see dreams and visions, and I believe it. This is the last days, and he can do it. Do you believe that today? I'm telling you, if he was able to turn me around, I mean, I'm up here. I was just driving the other day, I'm thinking, God, are you sure about me being a pastor? I mean, I mean, because I, I, I miss it all the time, you know, I'm, I'm getting angry at people on the road, you know, my, I almost have road rage about every other day. It doesn't anybody know what I'm talking about. I'm thinking, God, are you sure about me being up here? Because I'm the least qualified, you know what I'm talking about? But see, see, God, see, God does, specializes in using people that think that they can't, that they don't have anything. Why? Because see, I, I'm trusting God up here. Because I know I don't have anything, but i got to have God in my life. That's what fasting and praying is all about. It's saying, God, I'm letting go of my abilities and how great I am and, and what I can do in myself. And I'm letting go of all that. And I'm holding on to you because you can make me into something. 
Are you here? God is making us into something. He's making you into that person that he's calling you to be. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? So you need to believe that your sons and daughters will prophesy. Young men will see visions. Old men will dream dreams. So God wants to reveal a dream to us and he wants to reveal truth to us. And when he does that and we start walking in that truth, then we're going to have what Jesus talks about, that abundant life. See, Jesus said, I came not to give you religion or to give you a set of rules to walk by. No, Jesus said, I came that you may have life and have it what? See, see, Christianity is is about life. True Christianity is about abundant life in Christ. It's about walking with God and knowing God's with you. And no matter what is going on in your life, you have a security in God, not in yourself, but in God. Amen. And I like this in Genesis because uh, in Genesis 15, this is the account of Abram. And of course, God changed his name to Abraham. And uh, in here, uh, God, God was given Abram. Uh, you know, he, 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 let's look at this in Genesis 15, 1, 6 says, after these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Notice that God gave Abram a vision saying, do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your exceeding great reward. And I think that's something that you could shout about. You know, whatever God gives Abraham, and we're the children, the Bible says we're the children of Abraham, it, it's for us too. So if it's for Abraham and we're called the children of Abraham, amen. In other words, Abraham is called the father of faith, right? And, uh, and so if we, then, then, then God is our exceeding great reward. He is our shield. That means that God is going to protect you no matter what the enemy's trying to throw at you. Say, God is my shield. And, but, but Abraham said, Lord God. He didn't seem that excited. He said, Lord God, what will you give me seeing I go childless and the heir of my house is Elysia of Damascus? Then Abraham said, uh, uh, then Abram said, look, you have given me no offspring. Indeed, one born of my house is my, uh, is my heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him, saying, The one shall not be your heir, but one who will come from your own body shall be your heir. Then he brought him outside and said, Look now towards heaven and count the stars if you are able to number them. And he said to them, So shall your descendants be. And he believed in the Lord, and he accounted to him for righteousness. So we see here that Abraham was walking with God, but he had something missing in his life. He didn't, he didn't have the promised child. You know, his wife was barren. And sometimes I think there, that God allows, uh, you know, uh, God allows at times in our lives some barrenness. Work with me today because I, I think he allows this so we can turn to him and, and move closer into his will for our life. And sometimes I think what, what causes us not to move forward in our faith with God is we get complacent in our walk with God. And we're not desiring anything more. But sometimes I, I think at times that God will allow some barrenness to be in our lives. Why? Because he wants us to, to, to seek him in, great, in a greater way. He wants us to go deeper in him. Jesus said to the disciples when they were fishing, launch out into the deep. So that you could get what? A haul. So you could get more. In other words, God wants us going deeper in him. He doesn't want us to be surface Christians. 
He doesn't want us just to be, you know, shallow Christians. He wants us to walk in a deepness in, in him. Amen. So he, he wants us to walk in that, that uh, closer walk with him. Amen. And so here, uh, Abraham uh, was di- disappointed because he didn't see, he wasn't seeing the promise of God. But God said, look at the stars and gave him some vision. Amen. Some of you need to, whatever God has spoken to you in the past, maybe God has said some things and you haven't seen it yet. Keep looking at that and thanking God that is coming to pass. Don't throw away those visions and those dreams that God has given you in the past because you haven't seen it yet. You know, I, th- I think about Abraham and, you know, how many years did it take for Abraham to have Isaac? You know, God called him out of his uh, of his uh, country at 75 years of age. How old was Abraham when he received Isaac? How old was he? One hundred. So it took 25 years. Can somebody say process? You know, we think just because we have God in our life that we're not going to. I think the hardest thing that we encounter as Christians is waiting on the Lord. I think that's one of the hardest things. And that's what knocks out some of us. Some of us say, we're not, I'm not going to wait any longer. I'm, I'm done. I'm going to go do something on my own. I'm going I'm to go ahead and just let God go by the wayside. No, no, no. Sometimes you just got to learn to wait. Wait on the Lord. And what will happen? You will mount up like wings, like eagles. You'll run and not grow weary. You, you will walk and you will not faint. You'll be stronger than the youths around you. Somebody say, wait on the Lord. We need to learn to wait on the Lord. Why? To get a heavenly vision. To, to, get, to, to, to allow God to reveal truth to us. Listen, I, I was reading about, uh, uh, about um, uh, Isaac. And, and Isaac, you know, was married to Rebecca. I don't know if you remember the story or not. And, and, and Isaac uh, and, and was married at 40 years old. Amen. That's, that's, what, that's what my age when I got married. But anyway, and, uh, and the Bible said that, that Rebecca was barren. I never read that before. And, and it said at age 60. Now, he was married at 40. At age 60, they had kids. That's 20 years for Isaac. I never saw that until yesterday. I was reading that. I was thinking, I was thinking again, process. Process. Oh, God, do I have to wait any longer? <laughs> Lord Jesus. You know what I'm talking about? Process. It's a process. Why? Because God wants to mold you. Some of us are in character development. <laughs> some of us are in character development. What am I talking about? See, some of us are still getting angry at, at, at things that we shouldn't be getting angry about. Amen. Where we're losing it at times and we shouldn't be losing it. Amen. We're, 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 we're still, we still got some baby, babiness in us, in our walk. Amen. We have some immaturity, if I may. And God wants to get that immaturity out. He wants, he wants us walking in the fruit. Can somebody say fruit of the spirit? And regardless of what's going on, we're going to be calm, cool, and collected. Amen. Even you know, like my, my kid, he, he, he wouldn't want to, he didn't want to come into the church. Of course, we Christian and we know he's special needs. And I mean, I, I had to hold myself from really hitting him in front of everybody. You know, I'm not ready to smack him. I, God, help me. So I, I, so I grabbed his arm and I, you know how you can do that little pinch on the arm. It looked so cool. He walked with me. 
<laughs> I mean, you know, you grab that arm and you, and you dig right into the muscle. You know, and it doesn't look like you're hurting the lad. And it looks like he, he's, a, he's a good soldier. And he's walking with me. Uh, mm, uh. But I almost wanted just to smack him, you know, just, but I couldn't do it. Amen? So, so, I'm, so I'm, say pastor's growing. Pastor's growing. Amen. And so we, we, we got, God wants us growing into the people that he, listen, I said this before, uh, warriors are made in deserts. I'm going to say that again. Warriors are made in deserts. See, see you, you, how do you know that you have faith until you have a faith test? How do you know you're in faith until you have some, you know, some challenges in your life that's going to make you get on your knees, hopefully, and pray to God because you can't do anything about it. And, and you got to believe that God can. How do you know you have it? How do you know that you really love God until until you're tested in your faith? You don't know that you love God until all hell breaks loose and you're still holding on to God. See, when all hell breaks loose in your life, if you're still holding on to God, that shows that you have true faith. But if you let go of God and go your own way and say, forget God, that shows your faith was never real in the first place. Amen. So, so, so our faith is constantly being tested. And, and it's, a lot of times it's tested in the timetable of us seeing the provision in our prayers. Amen. So number two, uh, number one, we, we, have, we have to understand that God, dreams and visions is the language of God. Number two, a fresh vision from God gives us a target for our faith. A fresh vision from God gives us a target to our faith. Listen, you know, we have to always be moving towards something. Amen. And we have to be believing God to see something come to pass. You know, some of you may have you may have a great job and, and, and some of you had to go online and some of you may have found your job online or or you had to go search for it. You sought it out. You knew what you wanted from, God, you know, what you wanted in an employer, what, what you want. And you sought out, you prayed, you believed God and you got the job of your dreams. You had vision. You knew what you wanted. Don't, don't ever say, well, God knows what I need. I don't need to pray. God knows. He knows my needs. He does. The Bible says he knows your needs before you ask him. He does know your needs. But he wants, he, the Bible says, ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door will be open to you. So God is, he wants some reaction from us. That's what fasting and prayer is all about. See, God wants to see, are you serious about what you're believing me? Are you willing to go without food? Are you willing to fast a few days? Are you willing to push away natural to, to get some supernatural? Like Jesus, when he was fasting in the wilderness and, and, and the devil tried to tempt him and said, turn these stones into bread. If you be the son of God, remember that? And, and you know, the, the devil was challenging, you know, who, who Jesus was. If you be the son of God, if God really loves you, then, then you, can, you can break this fast early and, and turn these stones into bread. But what, did Je- what was Jesus' response? Man shall not live by what? Bread alone. But every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. In other words, what Jesus was saying is that as we, how we live as faith people, we need a fresh word from God. 
I need something new from God. I need something fresh from God. I, I need to know that God is with me. I need, a, I, need, I need him to reveal his truth to me on, on a daily basis. Not just on Sunday morning, but Sunday morning is a good, good time for you to receive revelation. But I need a revelation of God, especially when the enemy is trying to put fear on me. Trying to put doubt and unbelief on me that things aren't working and, and things don't look right. And, and is, have you ever questioned if God is with you? I'm going to say this. God is with you today. And so we need, we need to get a fresh vision from God in this fast so we will have a target for our faith. Hebrews 11.1 1 says it this way. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Faith is the substance of things Hope for. So, so you could actually say faith is the substance of things envisioned for. Your hope is your vision. What are you seeing that God is doing in your life? What are you seeing? Sometimes we see the devil and his destructive ways bigger in our life than God and his good ways. What do I mean by that? I mean, sometimes we can focus on what the devil's doing in our families more than what God is doing. And we talk about that and we think about all that. And what does that do? That brings us down. But we got to start believing that God can do something in the midst of our families. God can change the situation. God can do it. And so we have to believe that God is pouring out his spirit unto all flesh. Glory to God. And so we see that faith uh, vision comes from God and it's a target for our faith. Amen. Uh, number three, dreams from God have a habit of coming true. Can I say that again? Dreams from God have a habit of coming true. True. Luke 137 says it this way. For nothing will be impossible with God. Nothing will be impossible with God. That, that was spoken to, to Mary when, when the angel Gabriel told her that she was going to have Jesus, the promised child. And she said, how will we do that? And he said, the, the, the Holy Spirit will overshadow you and God Almighty will impregnate you. And you, and, and you will be impre- uh, pregnant by, by, by the power of God and you will have Jesus. In other words, God can do the impossible. Do you know the devil thought that God, you know, for some reason, the devil doubts God. You know, the devil doubts God. And he didn't really believe that. I really believe this. He didn't believe that Jesus would could even be raised from the dead. I think the devil thought when Jesus died on the cross, he had him. When, when D- Jesus descended to the lower parts of the, of the earth, the Bible said, some believe that he was in hell and, 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 and possibly that, that the devils were trying to hold him in hell. But, but, but look, Jesus was raised from the dead. God, would, God did his mightiest work, the Bible said, when he raised Jesus from the dead. The, the hell itself could not hold Jesus. Of course, Jesus had to look like a sinner up on the cross for hell to receive him. Amen. And so he had to look like a sinner. He had to look like that, you know, that, that, that God had not, didn't want to have anything to do with him for hell just to receive him. And then Jesus turned on the lights and every devil ran in hell. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? When you start fasting and praying and the lights come on, every demonic spirit that's trying to attack your life in doubt and unbelief will have to flee. Because some of us are dealing with too much doubt, 
too much fear, too much unbelief. And, and, and when you're walking in that, we, we can't see the best that God has for us. Amen. So a fresh vision of God gives us a target faith. Dreams come from God, have a habit of coming true. I like what it says in Philippians 1.6, being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work uh, in you will complete it until the day of Christ. Philippians 1.6. In other words, you need to be confident that what God has placed on your life, that, that God is able to make it come to pass. Amen. You got to get a revelation of that. Now, sometimes we, we we allow and I think sometimes even in the process, we can allow discouragement to come in to our equation. Number one, the reason why we have discouragement is because we have a wrong view of life. Amen. Fasting, I believe, will get us into a place where God will open our eyes and we'll have a right view of life. In, uh, in the story of Zechariah, uh, we know this, that Zechariah and his, his uh, wife Elizabeth was barren for many years and they were older. Uh, we know that Zechariah was a priest and what happened was he was doing his priestly duties in the temple and angel Gabriel came and said, God has heard your prayer. And then we know that Zechariah answered the wrong way. How is it, you know, in other words, he, he, he said, show me a sign, you know. How do I know, you know, you're telling me the truth? And, and so, so the angel knew that he was in unbelief. And so Zacharias was, even though he had a prayer out there, he had unbelief in his system. Sometimes when we're fasting, the devil's going to say, this is not going to change anything. Things aren't going to get any better. And you notice you've been fasting this week and things got a little worse. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? This week, you know, I mean, my, my, my door handle on my Toyota broke. And then, you know, now my wife is opening up on the other side. I, I got to get that fixed. And then last night, the inside broke. And now we got to crawl through. And I'm like, God, I'm fasting and praying for breakthrough. What's going on? You know? Are you hearing what I'm saying today? And then I just, you know, I got the idea. I didn't say that, but sometimes we think that. Well, I'm getting closer to you, God. It should get a little easier. No, sometimes it may get harder before it gets easier. I ended up fixing the inside handle, all right? And I did go on YouTube. And if you ever have a problem, go to YouTube. They'll tell you how to fix things. <laughs> Amen. And uh, glory to God. And so I went on and they're telling you how to change the handle. I said, I think I can do that. With God, all things are possible. Amen. And uh, praise God. And so we need to get a revelation that God is good. And, 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 and sometimes we have a revelation that, that, that we have a wrong view of life or wrong view of God. And we got to get a right view of God. Amen. We got to be careful that we don't end up like Zechariah that uh, that ended up. Uh, the angel did a miracle in his life, gave him a gave him a, a sign and made him mute until John was born. And sometimes I think, you know, when I fast, I find that I don't talk as much. In other words, I'm not talking, I'm not allowing everything in my thought life to come out into my mouth. And when I'm fasting, I find that I'm more just more in tune to, my, to the spirit of God. And I'm just not saying, I, I'm more quiet. And sometimes just being quiet is a good thing. Sometimes not just saying everything that comes to your mind. Sometimes that's not a good thing. Amen. In other words, a lot of the Bible says that sin uh, comes about in a multitude of words. Amen. amen. And sometimes if we're more quiet, amen, it, it could show that we have some humility about us, too. Because sometimes when we're talking, we're boasting and 
talking about things, about how great we are, you know, all this. And we got to be very careful. That's why fasting uh, puts our pride down and gets us into a place of humility. Amen. Number two, when we're fasting uh, uh, and and sometimes this will happen, uh, we'll have a wrong view of ourselves. And fasting will bring us into a right view of ourselves. Uh, so in other words, we encounter setbacks and disappointments and we think that God doesn't really like us. Amen. I'm going to say this. God loves you. you God is with you. No matter what disappointments or setbacks, you know, like I said before, you just have to step back and get ready for your comeback. Amen. In other words, you've got to step back. Get some wisdom from God, no matter what the devil's trying to do, and get that wisdom from God and then walk in that wisdom. So, so here, uh, there's a story in the book of Ruth about Naomi, which is Ruth's mother-in-law. And Naomi, you know, moved out of Israel and uh, went to uh, live in, in a Moabite city. And then her husband died and she had two sons that were married to Moabite women and the two sons died too. So her husband and in that culture, you needed a man. Amen. A lot of times you needed a man to, to, to be work the fields and to do things. And she was left with, with her two sons passed away and Naomi got a bad attitude. Can somebody say bad attitude? And they always said, God has dealt bad with me. And we get this wrong idea just because we're going through something that God's doing it to us. And see, God's not doing it to you. God's not your problem. See, sometimes we think God's our problem. God's not. Oh, God's doing it. So there's a theology out there. I don't believe it's right. Is that if whatever comes down the pike, God's behind it. I don't believe that. Because, you know, it's like it's God's will. Whatever. If you get a traffic ticket, that was God's will for you to have a traffic ticket. No, that was because you were speeding. <laughs> that wasn't God's will. That's because you were, you were in a hurry. <laughs> oh, that was God's will for me to learn something. Yeah, you need to you know, obey the laws of the land. Glory to God. Yeah, you can learn something through that, but it's not God's way of teaching you something. He's not trying to teach you something. No, no. My Bible says it's not. See, most people think it's the will of God. It, it, whatever happens, it's God's will. All things work out for good to those who love God and, call, and who are called according to his purpose. You know that that's a good scripture when we're going through some stuff. But, but, but that doesn't mean that God is ordaining the stuff that we're going through. You see, you see, God's not behind the, 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 the bad and the ugly. He's behind the good. All good gifts come from God. Amen. It comes from the Father of lights above, which there's no variable shadow turning. Amen. All good things. So good, bad things come from the devil. Good things. From, I could drop the bike right now. Just get a revelation of that all good comes from God. Amen. And so and this is what changes the game in our life. It's not God's will. Of course, God's will is his word. If we know his word, we know his will. And his word, his, his word says he wants to, you know, the Bible says that God takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. You know, the Bible actually says that he doesn't take pleasure in the demise of his servants. No, he takes pleasure. Think about this. God takes pleasure in your prosperity. Ooh, and you prospering. So God doesn't want you eating it. Amen. He doesn't want you going backwards. He doesn't. You listen, if, if, if there's a problem with your job, God's going to get you a better one. Amen. Or God's going to give you an idea that's going to put you in your own business and he's going to make you a multimillionaire. 
Whatever the enemy tries to do, it's going to backfire on him. Whatever the devil's trying to do in your kid's life, it's going to backfire. Because we're going to get into prayer, we're going to get into fasting, and your kids are going to end up becoming preachers in Jesus' name. The devil's sorry he ever messed with us. And whenever he messes with us, it's going to be turned around, glory to God. Do we have any fight? Do I have any fighters in the house today? Do we have any fighters in the house today? You've got to be a fighter. You can't just lay it down and say, oh, I quit. No, you've got to fight. It's a fight. It's a faith fight. But you win, glory to God. And, you know, Naomi thought she was losing. And she didn't realize that Ruth was God's blessing in her life because Ruth was a daughter-in-law that stayed with Naomi. And Naomi says, go back, get a man, go back to your uh, hometown. And, and Ruth said, no, I'm staying with you. That's like God. God is saying, I'm staying with you even if you have a bad attitude. I'm going to stick with you because I'm going to wake you up one of these days. Even if you have a bad attitude this morning, I'm, you're going to change. God's not going to let go of you. God's going to stay faithful to you until you change. Are you listening? And Ruth is, is kind of like God. Ruth, Ruth said, I'm staying with you, Naomi. I'm not going anywhere. And Naomi couldn't see that. She couldn't see it was God's blessing. And then, and then Ruth I ended up working the fields, gleaming the fields, what beggars did at that time. And she would get a little bit of wheat. But, but can somebody say Boaz? You know, see, God has some Boazes that, that listen, I'm telling you, some of you single ladies, you, you, you may be believing God. There's a Boaz out there for you. What? There is a Boaz out there. I'm telling you, Boaz was a, was a, was a wealthy, God-fearing man. He, he was a wealthy man. And, and, and Naomi knew he, knew she, he was a wealthy man. And, and Naomi schooled Ruth in how to get it, how to catch him. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? And guess what? You know, Ruth got, got uh, at, at, uh, uh, Boaz got hooked up with Ruth. And, you know, he had the biggest house in the area. And, you know, that they had a mother-in-law suite. And I... Uh, are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? In other words, they had a nice little house and she was taken well care of. And, you know, I'm telling you, Naomi said, don't call me Naomi, call me Mara, for God has dealt bad with me. That's what she said. She said, change my name. I think she needs to change her name back to, to Naomi or being blessed. Amen. And she ended up good at the end. Just because it doesn't look good right now, just because you're going through a little struggle right now, doesn't mean you're going to stay in that struggle. Just because you're in that process, oh, I can't stand the process. Oh, man, I loathe the process. Oh, man, but it's turning you into being just like God. See, God, God's more interested in your character than you getting some things, amen, that can boast up your pride. He, he wants your character. He wants you standing strong in the midst of the storms. So getting a God vision will reveal to us we're the head and not the tail. Getting a God vision will reveal to us that we're the lender and not the borrower. Getting a God vision will reveal to us that we're blessed in the city and in the field. Getting a God vision will reveal to us that we're more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. Getting a God God vision revealed to us that we're a called out people, a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a victorious nation. 
When we get a God understanding of who we are and and what we have in him, we're going to walk in this life as victors, as kings, to receive all that God has for us. Number three, when you're fasting and praying, we will get a right view of God. A lot of times when we're depressed, we have a wrong view of God. We know this in, in, the, in the Old Testament, the Israelites, they came out with us. God brought them out of Egypt with a strong and mighty hand. God did the ten plagues. God split the Red Sea. God dropped manna down from heaven. For, I'm telling you, heavenly food. God gave them heavenly provision, and then they still complained. And then they wanted to go back to Egypt. And they forgot all about God. And they forgot. See, that's what happens when we start losing faith. We forget what God has already done for us. We forget that God got us out of some jams. We forget that God has, has blessed us in the past. We start forgetting some of the prayers that he answered in the past. And we can't forget those things. We, we have to recall the things that he has done in the past. And if he did it in the past, he will do it again. If he did it before, he can do it. He can change the situation. So we got to get a right view of God. In Psalm 78, 41, and I'm closing, it says, Yes, again and again, they tempted God and limited the Holy One of Israel. They did not remember his power in the day when he redeemed them from the enemy. This is talking about Israel in the wilderness coming out from Egyptian bondage. And it's said that they tempted the Holy One and they didn't remember his power and, 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 and that they limited God. I'm going to say this. We can limit God. Amen. You can limit God in your life. You can li- see it's not about God's will. It's about your faith. See, God's will, his will is to bless you. His will is to be the head and not the tail. That's his will, but our faith has to obtain it. See, you see, it was God's will for them to be in the promised land, but they had to move in and take ground. They, you know, Joshua had to go and walk around, you know, Jericho seven times and then shout. They had to be silent. See, they, see God they said, I have, given you the, the, I have given you this land, but they had to do something. And they walked around. And some of us are walking around. And God's going to tell you when to shout. And when you shout, I'm telling you, those walls that's been blocking you from moving forward, those walls that's been blocking your children, your relatives, your neighbors are going to fall. Do you believe that today? They're going to fall down in Jesus' name. And you, I'm telling you, that, that's, that's, that's what God is doing. When he, we're fasting and praying, those walls that are blocking us are becoming, they're crumbling. Those walls of, un, of, of, of resistance are crumbling and falling before us. And I'm telling you, ladies, get ready because some of your husbands are coming to this church. I'm prophesying it right now. Are you listening to me? Ladies, some of your your children are coming to this church. Gentlemen, you're going to see your kids in this church. The walls of resistance are falling. Glory to God. Amen. So we got to believe Jesus. Let me just sum this last point up. Jesus in Mark 6, 5, he went to his hometown and the Bible says he could not do many miracles. Not that he would not do many miracles, because it's God's will, because God's will is to do miracles. 
God's will is to give you a breakthrough. God's will is to bless your life. And it says that he could, Jesus was, was hindered from doing mighty miracles in his hometown. Why? Because of their unbelief. In other words, it's our faith that causes God to move in our lives. It's not just God's will. If God's, will God's will, yes, is for you to be blessed. But it's our faith that, that obtains the grace that gets us there. And somebody, you gotta, you got to keep believing that God is with you and he will never leave you or forsake you. Do you believe that today? I'm telling you, as we get into the presence of God, and as God gives us a God vision, as we start, we, you need to spend time with God, get a notebook this next 14 days, and, and be ready to write down what God is going to show you in this notebook. Write down the vision, and put it, write it down, and then start thanking God. And you need to write down what you're believing God for, your kids, your neighbors, your parents, whoever you're connected with, that God's going to give them a God encounter, that they're going to be in a place walking with God and they're going to be more fired up than you. Do you believe that today? Did you receive it today? Let us bow our heads in prayer. Father, we just thank you for your mercies, for your goodness and for your love. And Father, I thank you, Lord God, that you're bringing us into a fresh place in you, Lord. And Father God, I thank you for fresh vision for every person here this morning. I thank you for fresh vision for those that are watching uh, on the broadcast. And, and uh, maybe, maybe you don't know where you stand with God. Maybe you don't, you, you've never made a decision for Christ. You, you, you don't know if you died right now, you'd make it to heaven. You, 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 you have some knowledge, but you're not too sure. Well, you can know today. The Bible says today is the day of salvation. This is your day. So if you ready to make a move for God, ready to, to, to let go of the past, move into a good future with God. Just say this after me and me in your heart. Say, dear God, I believe Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. Jesus, I believe that you were raised from the dead for my justification. Jesus, I receive you today as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for saving me. And Heavenly Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.